Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. This is Movie News 59, where we talk about the latest news in film and TV. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Hope you had a great week so far. The industry has been very busy. Lots of news stories, trailers, big announcements. So there's a lot to get into for the industry news this week. Let's start with the box office. We had a pretty good showing at the box office. Bullet Train opened its first weekend with a $30 million domestic and $60 million global. It's a pretty good uh, opening weekend for the film. It does have a budget of $90 million plus marketing, so they do want to make at least $350 million uh, for their total run, so we'll see if that movie has legs. Maybe word of mouth will travel. I liked it. I had a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun at it. Uh, Super Pets is in second place this weekend with $10 million. Uh, Nope is in third place with $8 million. It has $97 million in total for its run, which is very good. Hopefully, it can keep making some more money because they had a $67 million budget for that. They want to make a little bit more in return of profit for the, for the studio. Thor Love and Thunder is thundering ahead <laughs> with uh, $7 million for its fifth weekend. And it has now seven hundred million in total uh, internationally. Now officially a profitable film. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. That's what seven hundred million was. What Mar- Marvel wanted. Uh, next up, we have Minions is in fifth place with six point five mi- million. The gentle Minions are still showing up. <laughs> and Top Gun, uh, for the first time since it was released, it is out of the top five in the box office with a six million dollar run for this weekend. Uh, it's pretty impressive that after all this time. Nearly two months, it's finally out of the top five spot. Very awesome. Easter Sunday is this week's new release besides Bullet Train. It made $5 million on its run. And then A24's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies began a limited run with uh, $200,000 gross. Uh, Keep in mind, it is a very small number of screens. It's averaging a 32,000 per screen average, which is very good for a newly released independent film. They're going to roll it out to more theaters next week and the week after. So if it's not playing near you, uh, just wait a couple weeks and it'll be probably nearby. And then for new releases on streaming, we have 13 Lives, Ron Howard's new film, which is on Amazon Prime, and then Prey, which is the new Predator origin story on Hulu. Prequel origins. Origins. Now, I think the top news of the week so far is Nicole Kidman will Woo! remain the face of AMC Theaters for another year. They locked her in, so we'll be seeing her after the 17 AMC movie trailers. I'd like to see commercial. a new outfit, though. Ah, no, man. It's, no, it's perfect. It's, perfect. it's a perfect commercial. <laughs> this is iconic. I love it. Everyone starts screaming before the movie starts because Nicole, our girl, comes on screen, and it's become a cultural phenomenon, and I, know, I think they understand that. She makes movies better. Imagine being the people that work at AMC and every, every screening for like a, a big packed theater. There's people they couldn't have anticipated that. There's no, no way they yeah, expected this. To no happen. way they thought that would happen. So it's a, it's a fun little cultural phenomenon that happened, and it's just, it's things like that that really make uh, going to the theaters fun, where you can enjoy a <laughs> cultural movement like that with people. We all know about the Batgirl and DC cancellations. We made a little reaction video on Friday about us to go check it out. We talk about the Warner Brothers Discovery and DC shakeup. And speaking of Warner Brothers, they no longer will be moving to HBO Max their movies after 45 days in theaters, which I think is the right move. As if anything we've learned in the last year and a half is that movies make the most money at the box office. And now under David Zaslav's new shift with taking over Warner Brothers Discovery, he is 
refusing to let movies go to streaming 45 days after being in theaters because the whole point of putting a movie out in theaters is to make money and they are lo- they lost a lot a lot of these studios are losing a lot of money paramount's doing the same thing they reported a 1.8 billion dollar loss on their movies as well so i think they and even though that's with top gun making almost that much money yeah. they understand that the box office is king i'm so happy man i i freaking knew it man i knew streaming wasn't going to work out for money i knew I, i'm so happy this is happening because Movies coming out and streaming is awesome, but then there are movies that they need to be seen in the theater. And this past year has shown that not only is it most profitable for a studio that is investing a ton of money in a film to make its most most bang for its buck in the, in the theaters, but also for a, we, there's been a few really great event films this past year, Top Gun, Nope, uh, among a few others, that if you saw them at home, it wouldn't have the same pull, the same... Uh, power and response and we watched prey last night and i it was cool but like i wish i saw it on a big screen same and so uh, i really think this is awesome news that studios they tried the streaming uh, and there's definitely a market for streaming only a hundred percent but i think that maybe the tides are turning in, t- in favor of you know experiencing the films in a big theater with the packed audience on a huge screen. And we understand people, you know, they don't want to go to the theaters. Yeah. Maybe they're not comfortable. They never may be comfortable going out in public again, big events like this. It'll still come to streaming. It'll just take a little longer. So you just have to be a little Yeah, I mean, the traditional has always been about three months after release, the movie goes on streaming. So we'll just probably go back to that. Next up, some surprising news about the Rings of Power uh, in regards to Peter Jackson. I always knew he had very little involvement in the project, but a recent story has come out and it revealed that uh, no one even reached out to him uh, for his input uh, or advice at all in terms of crafting this new series. Um, they didn't send him any of the scripts, never had a conversation with him, which I thought was, I think is very strange because... Well, they actually said they were going to send yeah. him the script. Yeah, yeah. They never did. I, it's strange because he really crafted I, I what we call the greatest trilogy of all time and one of the greatest book adaptations in history. And it made such a big impact on the culture and to not even... Get him. I mean, how? Why would you not want to reach out to him? I think. I think yeah. it's a little odd. He made six movies about Tolkien. Yeah. stories. So you think he's, he's want the that expert. expertise? Yeah. I guess I understand Amazon's perspective, where they just we want it to be new completely blood. fresh, yeah. new blood, new new story, new characters. We don't. I mean, mostly new characters. We don't want the old interpretation. I I, I don't want to say that this is like a a rewrite of the Tolkien or or the original Peter Jackson movies, but it just seems like it's just a completely new thing and they just want to start fresh with a clean slate. I suppose so, yeah, I suppose so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next up, uh, Joker 2 has... The the orcs look just like the old ones. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Joker 2 has uh, released its official release date. October 24th in 2024 is when you can see this movie. So it's going to be a Halloween movie, which I think is a lot of fun. And also they released the first teaser for the film. It's just a title card teaser, but it completely confirms both Joaquin and Lady Gaga are going to be starring in this film. Uh, Rumors say that the entire film will take place in Arkham Asylum. They will both be patients there. 
We all know it's going to be a musical. I think this is turning into a very intriguing and refreshing-looking uh, project. Yeah, I'm very excited to check it out. It was a nice silhouette. It wasn't much yeah. of a teaser. It was just get everyone excited. Yeah, the you name's can, not yeah. a release date. Yeah, and also, it's interesting to see Lady Gaga's costume. They are, they probably aren't filming right now, but they could be doing camera tests. Oftentimes, before a big movie makes uh, begins production, they'll be doing camera tests for lighting as well as wardrobe, makeup, hair. And this is a process that goes on before they start shooting in every major film. So they probably already have the costumes. That probably is a silhouette of one of Lady Gaga's costumes for the film. Yeah, and we can assume that Joaquin and Gaga are both booked for in terms of filming for like the next year. So they have to wait a while for them their schedules to get opened up to actually film. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to film like this month. They'll yeah. probably film like the end of next year or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, Kevin Spacey has to pay $31 million in damages over sexual misconduct on the set of Netflix's political drama and hit House of Cards. The payment from Spacey will go to the show's producer, MRC, which is Media Rights Capital. Insane. This guy has had so many legal troubles over his super creepy, horrific behavior. And wow, $31 million. That is a lot of money. I wonder yeah. if that's like all he had left in his It might be all he has left. That's a ton. That's a huge... I mean, he will always make royalties. Um, so regardless if he goes broke right now, he'll still have some kind of income. But... That is a hefty sum of money to pay out, uh, and it, I think that's a good. I think that's fair because MC, MRC uh, they lost so much because of his um, public life uh, and all that shit, and so it really ruined the show and the. It probably lost a lot of its value because of him. Well, because they only had one more season and then it was yeah. over. That was like the best show yeah. on TV when it was in its prime and. You know, they, they probably were expecting to go for several more seasons and had yeah. a lot of plans for the show. And it was Netflix's top pro- top property for original content. 100%. Moving on to uh, <laughs> Conor, McGregor, Conor McGregor is going to make his acting debut in the Jake Gyllenhaal-led remake of Roadhouse. Origins. The classic Swayze 80s movie for Prime Video. It's set to be directed by Doug Lyman. Whoa, Doug Lyman's making this? Who made, obviously, oh my God. The Born Identity, The Edge of Tomorrow, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So I'm sure he must have a great take. It must be a really good script to have him as attached as director. Because obviously Jake's great. Um, but, I mean, Conor McGregor is a lead actor in a movie. I'm not sure about that yet. I, I mean, the guy... It doesn't say lead actor. It says Hall led. He's just making his acting debut. I mean, not like the so yeah. He's yeah. probably have a pretty decent role. He might just have a, like a, I mean, it's a about scene. a bouncer in, yeah. a, in a bar. He might be someone he has to throw out. I, I bet he's a bouncer too. Yeah, maybe. He's or probably, maybe he's playing himself. He's, uh, <laughs> 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 no, I bet you he's another bouncer. He's like, oh, get out the fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is awesome that Doug Lyman's making it. I didn't realize that he was uh, helming it because I thought it was like uh, I mean, okay, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal remaking Roadhouse. That sounds cool, but like to have. Doug Lyman can do anything he wants in terms of directing right now, so it's an interesting project to have him on board for. So I'm actually now very excited for the project. Let's go. Uh, next up, uh, Stranger Things 5 has begun its writing process. The, writer, the writer's room for the show is underway right now, and so even though the series just ended its fourth season, they are gearing up for the final season already. Lots of slow-motion walking for Vecna prepared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it goes to show you how much time goes into making a, a series of television where literally this is probably coming out this season's probably coming out in three years maybe probably 2024 yeah tw- maybe 2024 and they're already writing so it just takes a long time to even produce this this kind of series so good luck to that team 
Uh, you know Will's going to get a beefed up role for sure for season five, yeah, yeah, the final season of the show. Um, so he apparently is getting a sequel slash prequel. Michael Mann, the iconic director, says that Heat 2 is coming to theaters August, I believe next year, he's saying. And it's going to be both it's in a retirement home. It's going to be both. You <laughs> know, Pacino. Oh yeah, Pacino. Let's the coffee. <laughs> Get a big ass. Pacino. I'm sure if it's a prequel sequel, I'm sure he's going to be in it. Probably. I mean, will Val Kilmer be in it? And if it's a prequel, will it be like origins, origins. for both De Niro's, De Niro's character, character and Pacino's, Pacino's character? character. I'm curious. Uh, Michael Mann's an awesome director, made some of the best crime movies of all time and some of the most underrated. So I'm really excited for this news because we love Heat. I'm going to go home and sleep for a month. (laughs) (laughs) Curious to see what happens with that. I don't know how how I feel about it. It's crazy how much work Pacino still gets. Yeah, he's still this great. being 107 years old. I don't know how he has so much energy. It's nuts. And the Irishman, he was just like, oh my God, he had so much energy. He pulled it off. He pulled it off looking younger. The guy just like has. Loved De De Niro to death, but sometimes you could tell it's an 80-year-old man, you know, even though he has the the young, I mean, the uh, CGI done to him to de-age him. You could tell like that's. It's definitely an old definitely man. Definitely an old man. In great shape for yeah. whatever, oh, 75, yeah. 80 years old. But man, I Pacino has like legendary energy. It's unbelievable. Uh, next up, there is a new Jeff Nichols film being written and produced uh, starring Tom Hardy, Austin Butler, and Jodie Comer. So Tom Hardy and then two of a couple of the hottest actors working right now. This, t- this is a, a biker gang film. It tells the origin story <laughs> of, of a 60s Midwestern motorcycle club as it evolves over the course of a decade from a community of outside, for outsiders into a far more sinister gang. This sounds great. Jeff Nichols is, I think, one of the most underrated uh, American filmmakers working today. He's terrific. And just to have this cast, Tom Hardy is a, the leader of a biker gang. Yeah, take my money. Just take my money right now, guys. I, I mean, want he's, it. He's made some great, great movies like Mud is Phenomenal, Take Shelter, yeah. Midnight Special. So mm-hmm. we're huge fans of his work. And if you haven't seen his filmography or some of those movies, highly recommend te- also, checking them out. Also, um, I think the movie's called Love. What's it called? Love. Love. Is that what it's called? Loving. 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 Yeah, it's a great movie. Next up, a bit of controversial news. James Franco has been cast as Fidel Castro in a film that is going to be directed by uh, or produced by John Martinez. And who's the director of this film? Hold on. James Frank. But the controversy is because it's a, it looks like a Latin production it's, uh, based on who's involved. Because James Franco, what I found online is apparently he's been forgiven by Hollywood now. And he's also Jewish, Portuguese, and Swedish ancestry. But a lot of people are upset because he's not of Cuban descent or... Uh, identifies as a Latin American, Hispanic American. Well, so the thing is, uh, I wouldn't say this is Hollywood's forgiving James Franco. This looks like it's an... Alina of Cuba, I'm sorry. Yeah, this looks like it's an independent production. Uh, Maybe they don't have a distributor yet. And it looks like it's also uh, a foreign production in uh, Latin America. And so it's not like Warner Brothers was like, James Franco, you want to star in a movie? So I wouldn't say it's quite Hollywood has forgiven. It might be this independent production of producers and filmmakers... Have cast him in the role, and it, it's probably not like a Hollywood movie. You know what I mean? Miguel Bardem, he's so a Spanish director, is making the film. Okay, so yeah, so it's a Latin production, um, and also, I mean, I guess they wanted the name recognition of Franco, but I mean, and ac- well, according to lead producer John Martinez O'Fallon, he said James Franco had the closest facial likeness of the entire ranks of actors with Latin roots in Hollywood. 
I guess he does. I mean, he has similar. I mean, he looks like him. Yeah. But I mean, does that mean he should be able to play him? I don't. That, that that that's not for us to say. I don't think. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think if the if the people making the film and they that is their ancestry and they're comfortable with it, then I mean, more power to them. Um, I mean, Andy Garcia has been playing Italians for like twenty years. True. Well, I mean, Miguel Bardem is Spanish, yeah. so and it's a Cuban film or about a Cuban country. So I don't know. It's, oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty touchy. Moving on to... I don't the, think anyone's going to touch that thing. <laughs> the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I bet theaters won't even play it in America. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with the cur- controversy I'm curious. Franco. If, I bet it will just get uh, run internationally. I'm not sure it will get distribution here. Uh, the Sandman debuted on Netflix. It's getting great reviews. This has been a long... Uh, wanting to be adapted project, you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt was attached to it for years back in like the mid two thousand teens, and it just seemed like a project that was impossible to make. But apparently, the re- reviews are very good. We haven't checked it out yet, but I want to for sure. I love comic book movies, and this is an interesting one. Next up, we have an update on the Alien TV series, which the uh, producers say is going to follow the tone of the franchise's first two films. Now, the series which is being showrun by Noah Hawley, who produced Fargo. He says it takes place on Earth in the near future, and uh, Landgraf, the other producer-writer, also promises that the series will offer its own original spin, with the show deviating from the franchise's previously established Whalen yutani Corporation and instead focusing on a new shady for the company... A new shady company for the franchise, Amazon. I'm just kidding. It's, not Amazon. <laughs> it's a Disney production. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they're taking shots. Uh, but, uh, it's the, called Amazon A. <laughs> uh, but the filmmakers promised that it will be a return to form for the franchise's original roots. I hope so. We love Alien. He did a great job with Fargo. I've seen a good amount of Fargo. It's very good. Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Film reveals the title will be called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Rogan said in an interview with Collider that he wanted to use the iteration of the Turtles to focus on the teenage part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, showing how Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo come into their own. So wait, is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Origins? (laughs) (laughs) We already got that, man. What were they like as teenagers? We got that. We got it already. Secret of the Ooze. They're teens in in the first one. (laughs) <laughs> I just want a cowabunga in pizza time. I just hope Seth Rogen doesn't play Scar. Split, <laughs> yeah, doesn't, Scar. doesn't play Splinter. Turtles, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I'm just kidding. I love, I love Seth. <laughs> Pineapple Express is iconic. Uh, Jeanette McCarty says Nickelodeon offered her $300,000 to hush in hush money to keep quiet about abuse. Uh, she obviously was on iCarly as the, one of the co-leads in that show for years. And she has a new memoir coming out, and she details a lot of the abuse that she suffered as a child star at the company, a lot of supposed, like, horrific-sounding sexual abuse and, and just very uncomfortable, dangerous situations for a minor to be in with these adults. This crazy that Nickelodeon tried to hush her. It's wild. Good for her for uh, taking her power back, Absolutely. though. It's, so it's horrific to hear I from hope, it. Yeah, I hope her book sells well. Next up, there is a Bob Marley biopic in pre-production. This movie is going to be written and directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green and is going to be starring Kingsley Benadir as Bob Marley and then Lashana Lynch as his wife, Rita Marley. So, interesting project. I think it's going to be pretty cool. 
Uh, Sylvester Stallone is angry at the Drago spinoff. Uh, Drago, what did he do? We Drago. all found out Drago. recently that Drago is getting his own movie or is it series? I don't even know. I think it's a it's a sequel series. So I think. you know they're turning every antagonist into a protagonist. That's like the new trend in Hollywood right now. Um, kind of lame, I guess, but it is what it is. And <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is very upset about it, saying that they're milking his characters for all that they can. But I mean, it's also a little ironic because he did. Two Rocky movies, and I mean, did six Rocky. He did six Rocky movies and two Creed movies. So I mean, he's been milking it for years. He milked it dry. I love Sly, but I mean, hey man, you did the same thing. Yeah, he, he milked it dry. <laughs> hey, hey, Drogo, what's the problem? You got Drogo? everything what's you could out of, out of Rocky. I told you, I told you not to do it, Drogo. <laughs> Next up, <clears throat> John Woo has a new film in pre-production called The Killer, which is a remake for the streaming platform Peacock. Omar Sy set is of his set- own movie. Oh, of his own movie. You're right. And uh, Omar Sy is set to lead the production as the lead actor. It'll be interesting to see a filmmaker remake their own project. And Michael maybe, Haneke did it with Funny Games. He did it, a great job with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it'll be a series, too. I think it'll be cool. I got more action than my man John Woo, and I got mad hits like I was Rod Carew. It's Beastie Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's a great uh, John Woo reference in one of their songs, but we love John Woo, one of the greatest action directors to come out of the 21st so century. So many, there better be some doves in that, in that new <laughs> 20th sh- century. So yeah, we want to see, I want to see some doves. <laughs> you know there will be, and very excited to see that for sure. The Banshees of Sharon. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that right, sorry, Irish friends. Uh, a trailer has dropped starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, and these two are reuniting after so many years of doing In Bruges, which is such an iconic in, film. In fucking Bruges? In fucking Bruges? <laughs> they got incredible chemistry, and this movie looks really fun and dark and, and interesting. It's about these two characters where Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to talk to Colin Farrell's character anymore. He's, like, shunning him. And if Colin Farrell's character talks to him, every time he does it, he's going to cut off one of his fingers. It's, it's from it's uh, Martin McDonald that made it. He's, he made In Bruges uh, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And uh, Seven Psychopaths, so he's an awesome writer and director. I love his dialogue. And and Farrell and Gleason are an amazing pair. The chemistry they had in In Bruges was terrific. So I'm – and the trailer's great. If you haven't seen it, trailer looks awesome. At first I was like, what is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> the, I had no idea about it. And then they, they dropped the trailer yesterday. It's, it's fantastic. I am very much looking forward to seeing that also movie. Also stars our new Joker, Barry Keown. Barry Keown. Next up. Super Troopers 3 is under development, so fans of the uh, Broken Lizard films, <laughs> stay tuned because they may be starting production on the third film in the uh, the franchise. What was the horror movie that they made, the Broken Lizard guys? Remember that? Yeah. It was, uh, Broken Lizard horror movie. It was, it was super fun. It was like on a beach, I think. Club Dread. Club Dread. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that movie was ridiculous. Like Jimmy Buffett was in it or something, wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slasher film on an island. Yeah, it was like yeah. their own version of like yeah. I know what you did last <laughs> summer. <laughs> in the so silly. Charlie Cox is suited up for Daredevil's return in the new She-Hulk TV series. An image got released. She-Hulk in- can't even have her own show. <laughs> <laughs> they're all for they're all for showing introducing new characters. That's the whole point of them. Um, and I like the new design. He's got this like cool yellow mask that goes with the the red really well. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the comics, but I think he I think he has a yellow suit in some of the comics. Yeah, he's so. got all sorts of different suit designs yeah. in the comics. But this yeah. one looks pretty cool. Yeah, it it's like crimson and, and gold. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Next up, uh, the Santa Claus is getting a TV show, and it's in pre production right now. Tim Allen is reprising his role as the best Santa. That's in, amazing. In movies, it's going to be a Disney Plus series. Um, Laura San Giacomo. Is, has been cast as the Christmas Witch. So we're going to have Santa facing a witch uh, for an antagonist. 
Uh, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, we, I think Tim Allen played the best Santa Claus in film history. Also, remember, so at the Q&A after Bullet Train with the director and producer of the film, they said their studio, they're making a Santa Claus movie with um, David Harbour, yeah. Harbour, and it's supposed to be like a like a hard R action Santa Claus movie. Yeah, sounds fun. I can't remember. It's like, it was a pun on Santa Claus. I can't remember the name of it. Hold on. David Harbour, Santa Claus movie. Let's Google this real quick because... It sounds awesome. What was it? It was a pun. Something, something, something. I can't. Uh, it's a Santa Claus revenge. It's, it's Violent Night. Violent Night. <laughs> Love <laughs> it's it. It's a Santa revenge movie. Love it. I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I bet someone like kills all of his elves and his wife. <laughs> so he goes on a murder it's revenge like spree. John Wick with Santa yeah. Claus. <laughs> and, and the final bit of news is. H- what, should his, what should his weapon be? I think it should be an axe. An axe, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I feel like him shooting guns wouldn't make sense, but him having an axe, like a sh- or a shotgun, would or be a cool. crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> HBO's Last of Us show uh, has set photos revealing game accurate scenes. The new set photos from the show surface bearing a glaring resemblance to a scene from the original game, and a lot of people are very excited about this show. I hope, hopefully, they adapt it really well because video games they just can't nail it in Hollywood. It's just been really hard, and the new Resident Evil show is getting horrible reviews. And I, I watched a couple of clips. It's bad. It's just like uh, it's not that hard. I don't think. Like just it's follow not, the video game. Not. But this one, I think, has the most potential to be a really solid video game adaptation. Yeah, it's a beloved franchise of video games, and from who I've spoken to who love the sh- who love the games, they are super excited for the show. We never played the games, but I've heard. I I know that they have rich storytelling and they are very cinematic. And so apparently the casting is really great with Pedro Pascal as the lead. So I'm looking forward to it. HBO, I think they have their fingers crossed that this might be their next big thing. So maybe we'll see. All right, that wraps movie news number 59 for episodes this week. Coming up, we have Marvel Phase Five reactions and analysis with our friend Amanda Castrillo tomorrow on Monday, and then Thursday. We have, which one do we have on Thursday? House of the, wait, no, not that one. No, it's Bullet Train. Bullet Train Bullet review train. with another fun podcast, podcast, the Popcorn Podcast, analyzing Bullet Train in our review because we enjoyed the heck out of that film. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone have a great start to your week tomorrow and have a wonderful day today. Take care, y'all. This episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast has been executive produced through Patreon by our amazing Chosen One patrons, Calvin Cam, Lauren Smertz, Cody Moen, John Agras. Tyler McFly, and Becca Keene. Thank you so much for contributing to our show. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.